Loic, thanks for joining us. Pleasure as always. Uh, I, I, not that I learned this, but I certainly did a deep dive on your post on our website. You need to change your password. Um, it's no joke. <laughs> no, I mean, passwords is getting to be a pretty serious business and no pun intended. It's actually a business. <laughs> Yeah. On both sides, of the, both sides of the fence. Right. Trying to get them and trying to uh, keep them secure. Exactly. Yeah. We, so uh, when I read it, um, I think your first bullet was a really good password is great, but you can't use that really good password everywhere or anywhere else. Basically, yeah. And I mean, and it was just timely. I mean, we were actually planning to do a different topic and then the whole CRA thing happened. I mean, it's a couple of weeks ago now, but, and they said the, the main problem there was not that people necessarily had bad password, but they were using password that had been used on weaker websites. Let's just call it that way. And they just tried to reuse. I mean, you can buy password lists on the internet right now and from previous hacks or just general ones and have fun with them. <laughs> You're, you're, someone's fun is, is everybody else's misery, but it, exactly. but it did make good sense that if you use the same password everywhere, if you're compromised in one place, you're compromised nearly everywhere or should treat it as such. Um, and, and is that something uh, like in the hierarchy of things that you talk to clients about, like, is that number one, like the first line of defense is a password? Um, well, actually, we make it that it's not because passwords are just really weak overall. So recommendation number one usually is to not use password or to use password with something else. So, I mean, more and more the clients are using either a G Suite and Office 365 or Microsoft 365. There's ways to turn on multi-factor in there. And that really is step one. I mean, a password will not protect you, especially from a business perspective where you may have 10, 40, 500 people one of them at some point will either use a bad password or click on something they shouldn't and send their password out there. And if the only thing protecting somebody coming back to the cloud, which is everywhere, is that password, then you're basically SOL. So having a, a multi-factor is what you're going to stop them. Because then they're going to try the passwords and say, okay, now press the button. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I only have the password. I don't have the button. <laughs> right, right, right. And we, you know, I just know from Business of Cannabis stuff, we have the multi-factor authorization on a couple of our sort of systems we use, be it MailChimp or something else. And it does, it, I don't know, you feel more secure for sure. But, you, but in, in your piece, it really is a way to go to ensure that you, got, that you don't get compromised. Definitely. And, and there's there are different levels in there too. But I mean, having that at least as a start is a really good place to start. I mean, one of the one, I mean, like, for example, I mean, if you talk to a lot of people in the industry, they'll tell you that SMS is not a proper form of two-factor. And, yeah, I mean, if somebody really wants to get you, there's been interesting cases where they'll do a SIM swap, they'll figure out a way to get into, to become you from a cell phone perspective. But, but we're talking a whole different level of attack now than just a drive-by because somebody just guessed that your password is woofy. Right, or your home address or your kid's name or some exactly. combination therein. Totally. And, and in the piece, you talk about um, uh, sort of debunking the second myth and writing it down, right? <laughs> writing down passwords, which, well, I actually want to ask you, like, you know, if you have them, have, you have Google or whoever it is generate a password, which has all kinds of, like has no rhyme or reason. It's just randomly generated. Um, like you write them, write them down. So you have them in a safe place or keep them in a, a sort of, encrypted file yes well exactly and that's where i mean kind of the, the the dual approach kind of work well where if you use either some an encrypted 
Excel or some kind of storage somewhere that you can safely encrypt things into or use a password manager. Now, exactly, you can use 20 character password that are completely made up that no one will ever guess that you will also never remember. So you need a place to store them. And that's where it becomes important that the way to get into that place where that password is, is the one that is really secure. Because there's no point in having that super safe place with a password in front of it that's one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Note to self, not much kidding. Exactly. Well, that's why I mean, having either, I mean, something that is protected on some cloud storage behind an MFA or some password manager that has an MFA. <laughs> The multi factor authentication. Now you kind of get the best of both worlds. And if you need to write that password down, well, it's better to write it down than to just put a bad one. Right. And uh, that, I mean, that, people that, can disagree, but that's the reality. Yeah. And it is interesting. This comes back to the pieces you've written and that we posted uh, through Business of Cannabis. And that is, you know, many of the challenges, the best laid, the best laid plans and the best technology, the weakest part is generally human. Um, yep human error or human sort of uh, naivete. Um, just humans. What's that? <laughs> just humans. Just, generally, we are flawed <laughs> animals and we screw this stuff up all the time. And the more people you put within one system, the, the, uh, it gets incrementally or maybe exponentially more challenging to manage. And, and one of the things you mentioned is like a password manager, right? Like LastPass and, and some others. And since I read this and posted it, um, I have moved many of my things and migrating more over to our, my LastPass account, uh, which I think is super helpful. Like not only is it just more helpful, but also to your wine sort of more secure as long as that password is really good. No, I say, and it works well. I mean, and there's a long debate to have that now you've put all of your password into the hands of somebody else. And, but the reality is they have more security than you do. So, I mean, is, are, is it a perfect solution? No. Is it a better solution than putting a bad password? Yes. Better solution than putting weak password? Yes. Than writing them down? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, a, it's a, a viable compromise. I like viable compromises. That's what I'm using because I, I can't remember X, Y, J, exclamation point, question mark, hash, slashed. But, but it, is, it, it, it has simplified and, and, you know, simplified and I think secured sort of the things that we're doing. And, and I think... Um, again, it's like the, the best technology is the one people are using and the ones that people are using to keep them secure. And, and like I'll vouch for LastPass. I've been on it for a week and find it, find it easier <laughs> to set up and easier to use um, until the next solution comes around. But, but I guess that's the question. Like when, is it an exponential risk the more people you have within your network? And like how do you guys think about managing that risk you know, as it enterprises is. I mean, go from one to ten? Exactly. And, and part of it, I mean, it, it's, it's actually exactly that. First step, step is acknowledge that it is a risk. So, I mean, you put in place passwords, uh, password guidelines in terms of how they should create a password and not create the passwords. You enable multi-factor. And then, I mean, what I was saying about the humans earlier is humans are crafty creatures. I mean, if you make something complicated, they'll find a way around it. So the best way to make sure that they don't get in trouble is to make your life easy. And with a lot of systems out there today, you can actually make it that it can use a single, let's call it identity in multiple places. Um, on, the, on the Microsoft side, the G Suite are kind of the same there. You can actually use that identity in multiple places. And now it makes it easy. Like, I mean, for, like in a business environment, you can make it that the login to the laptop is the same as your login to the email, which is the same that the login to a lot of other things. So now that they have to remember one login, one password that is linked to one token, you've made their life easy and they'll be more inclined to select a better password. 
and easier, well, easier for them to remember or easier to switch it up all at once, which I think is also part of it. Yeah. Because I mean, and, and, and the rest of it is to check. I mean, we do password audits. I mean, for a lot of customers, like on a yearly or more often basis. And it's, it's amazing. Even with all those rules and everything else, I mean, every time we run one of those, we find, we crack pass. Some passwords will be done in minutes. Some password. Some will be a couple of hours. And it just, well, I mean, that password not even allowed, but I mean, password with a letter A replaced by a letter four, well, it passes 90% of all the things out there. Just because, oh, well, now you've got a capital P and a number four and a lowercase w. It's like, yay, it just passes. But that's a weak password. Right. All those classic substitution are done. I mean, if you look, I mean, if you put yourself on the other side, when they try to break password, that's the first thing they'll do. They'll just try all the, world of, all the words from the dictionary, then all the words, the two words together flip. They'll add an exclamation mark at the end, because that's what most people do. And then they'll try the classic substitution, O for zero, three for E and try all those classic ones. And I mean, the thing is, is since you're doing millions of passwords a second, you get options. Yeah. And then, I mean, usually you could, you could get most of those in a couple of days. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and then that, everything you just described takes like a millisecond, right? Because those are the most common, and, and it's a system that sort of tries to hack you, right? Um, and I guess, as we always come back to with all the things we've been talking about, the risk is substantial, right? The risk is access to all of your files, being down, you know, downtime for everything you're doing. Like, what, what are the most severe risks if you don't do this right, sort of top of mind as you, as you look at them? Well, if you look at the business side, I mean, the, the, the most extreme risk is you're out of business. And I mean, and there's different ways to get there. I mean, you can make, make it your own. It's one of those where you can make your own path to, to, to the end. But I mean, the main common ones is on one side, you can get ransomware where they'll just figure out a way to either extract your money by asking for it or getting your bank account to take it in themselves. Um, but not, without even going that far, a big part of it is also reputation. And, and in an industry like cannabis, where privacy is still an important topic, and there's a, there's a medical side that we can't ignore either. So between those two sides, I mean, you're a custodian to a lot of information. And if that information was to become public, well, people will not trust you. And if they're not going to trust you, they're going to seek alternatives. And well, this being the industry it is right now, there are alternatives. Yes. So you don't want to be that person with your name in the press because you didn't take proper care of what you were granted access to. Yes. Yes. And, and sort of overlaid on that, and we've talked about this before, is that many of those decisions, you know, get made that were easiest path of least resistance as companies go from zero to, to 10 to 50 to 100 to 300 employees, you know, those decisions get compounded if they're bad, the more people that are coming online every day. Yep. And so you're, I mean, exactly. The, the risk becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. The, the, the more people you have in, the more information you have. And if you look, I mean, like even the Canadian laws are fairly clear, like with Pipeta, it, it, that one of the key tenets in there is you should keep the minimum of information that you can. The reality is as you grow bigger, that minimum becomes bigger. Yeah. I mean, when you have 20 clients, it's not the same customer list that you have a million. Well, the impact is also not the same. Right. <laughs> the number of people you're going to annoy by leaking one versus the other is quite different. Yeah. And, 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 and real responsibilities on all those fronts, notification, otherwise, reputation, business operations, you know, bottom line. I mean, all, all those things become, become really uh, magnified the bigger you get and, and then overlay that on cannabis, overlay that on new industry, everything 
sort of gets compounded in complexity and, and risk, um, yeah. which, is, which is why we're glad to be partnered with you because, um, well, when we read you need a new password and, and it set us into action, um, it is, you know, as an industry matures, the type of insight you've had through years of what you're doing, uh, uh, you know, operations and enterprises of all sizes, like we need to heed your, your advice. And we, we had that discussion before, I think it was actually at the um, Cannabis in Tech last year, where it's an industry that's interesting because it's new, but at the same time, it's not. I mean, if you take a confluence of pharma, tobacco, alcohol, energy, forestry or mining, like some of the agricultural stuff, a lot of it comes back. And all of those other sectors have been burned many, 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 many times the years. And there's definitely a lot of learning that can be done that way. And cannabis is lucky in that regard, being a younger industry, it can just learn from that and skip a lot of those mistakes and make their own mistakes. Right. Yeah. Like, like about product and delivery and branding and all right. those things. Focus on the important stuff. Right. But not, but not to the, do marketing in the cannabis world. Right. I mean, it's all, it's all, you know, we'll, we'll make mistakes, but hopefully these won't be some of them, but, but, um, but that's why it's helpful to sort of uh, on an ongoing way, connect with you guys and Alice it because, you're, you're, this is your front line. It's what you think about. It's what you do. And, and it's better to let people who this is their core function than, than, you know, startup guy who wants to sort of get to a million customers right away. You know, let's give the professionals the tools they need to actually get it done. Exactly. And, and I'd like the way you said it earlier, where, I mean, a lot of the solutions already exist. They're not necessarily that different or that creative. It's just a matter of setting out the round for the right foundation so you can build on it. Know that you've, you've taken the steps up front and then you can grow freely from there. And there's ways to allow like very fast growth, even though it is managed and secure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always love connecting with you and we appreciate uh, the latest piece that, that, that's on our site from you guys and we'll post it as, we, as this runs as well. But we always, we thank you for the partnership. Thank you for the insight and thank you for um, always raising the flag of caution and, and good practice because we, we really do appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Luke. Bye.